Thank you for visiting the website of the Laurel Heights Church of Christ and listening to this recording. We're going to begin by turning to the book of 2 Kings in the Old Testament. 2 Kings chapter 19, verses 14 through 19. If you need to pause the recording and have your Bible open, that will be fine. We're going to study from the Old Testament today about events in the life of King Hezekiah two recorded prayers, and then something he wrote, expressive of his gratefulness to God. We will be in Second Kings and then other passages in Isaiah in the follow-up study that will come at the next recording. I'm convinced this will help us in our relationship with God, especially in our acknowledgement of answered prayer. So I'll begin the study in this recording, and the follow-up will be in the next recording. First, since we'll be talking about King Hezekiah, let me provide some brief background, some orientation to the historical setting. Hezekiah was a king of Judah after the nation of Israel divided. Hezekiah was a contemporary with Isaiah, to read the Old Testament account of King Hezekiah, you'll find passages in 2 Kings, 2 Chronicles, and then important supplements in Isaiah, chapters 36 to 39. Unlike his father, Ahaz, King Hezekiah led the people of Judah into important reforms to get them back to good responses to God's law. One example the Passover. The Passover had fallen into neglect in, uh, among the people. The people had neglected to keep that feast. In Second Chronicles 30, the history is recorded of the king taking the people back to that important assembly. This is an example of the good works of King Hezekiah. While we admire him for that and other good things, there were some other times when we read accounts that disappoint us, when his own trust in God wasn't solid and pride stalled his spiritual development. In this study, there is one instance in this man's life I want to bring to our attention. During Hezekiah's reign, one of the major issues he had to manage was the threat from the Assyrian Empire, led by King Sennacherib. The threats were accompanied by aggressive propaganda and pressure, and Sennacherib's army defeated some of Judah's fortified cities. And as you read about all this in Second Kings and Second Chronicles and Isaiah, it becomes clear that King Hezekiah was shaken. He was afraid. And that takes us to this place in 2 Kings 19, verses 14 through 19. Hezekiah received this threatening letter from the king of Assyria, and the letter said to the king, you can't trust God, you need to surrender to us. I want to read this section, 2 Kings 19, 14 through 19. Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers 
and read it. And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord, the God of Israel, enthroned above the cherubim, you are the God, you only, of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see, and hear the words of Sennacherib, which he has sent to mock the living God. Truly, O Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste the nations and their lands, and have cast their gods into the fire, for they were not gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore, they were destroyed. So now, O Lord our God, save us, please, from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, O Lord, are God alone. That's the reading of 2 Kings 19, 14 through 19, the prayer of King Hezekiah when he received that threatening letter from Assyria. Think about being under this threat, not just against you personally, but against the people you lead and containing blasphemous statements against your God. You know how powerful the Assyrians are. They've already done some damage. Now they're coming after you. I think Hezekiah's response is commendable and instructive for God's people today. It says, he received this letter, read it, and then went to the house of the Lord and spread that letter out and prayed. Let me pause here to say, this is what God's people do. This is a first response. I think sometimes we have several other responses before we get to this best response. We are under some crisis or threat. We plunge into depression. We are frustrated. We sing the blues. We take out our frustration on people around us. We concoct plans and schemes quickly devised by humans that are shallow. We have all these worthless responses we go through before we get to the best response. And eventually we decide to pray. Is that the way it should be? That we go through all these other alternative responses that are characterized by such human shallowness and then eventually we pray? Hezekiah's first response was to take the threat to the highest level of help. Whatever errors we see in his life, in this event, his first response was righteous and commendable. And notice in his prayer, he knew who he was praying to, the God of Israel, the maker of heaven and earth. He said, you are the God. It is vital in our prayers that we know, we are aware of who we're praying to. And this is reminiscent of a text I preached from a couple of weeks ago from Ecclesiastes 5, that God is in heaven and we are on earth. King Hezekiah was clear in his knowledge of who he was praying to. We need that clarity, and Scripture provides it. I'm not talking just about identifying God 
in terms of name, but at the heart level, we know him, love him, realize his power and his care for us that was expressed on the cross of Christ. That ought to be the atmosphere of all our prayers. Prayer is not like calling 911 and talking to an anonymous operator. We have formed a relationship with the maker, the creator, God. We have formed that relationship before we pray. We know him and we respond to him daily with obedience. Now we get to talk to him as a first response when we are troubled. Hezekiah's prayer reflected his previous knowledge of who God is and his greatness. Hezekiah asked God to hear and see the threat. The king said, Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. And hear the words of Sennacherib, which he has sent to mock the living God. Let me point out, the king is not commanding God. He is asking God. This is part of that atmosphere of prayer, humility, submission, reverence. God's people can ask God. What a privilege. In prayer, it is appropriate for us to ask God for the help we know only God can provide. Listen to Hezekiah, who says to God, Incline your ear, open your eyes, hear all the words. And this is curious, perhaps something we haven't thought about. Hezekiah is asking God to listen to Sennacherib. That means the king wants God to attend to, to be aware of and act upon the threats and mockings of Sennacherib, the Assyrian king who sent the blasphemous letter. This is in verse 19. So now, O Lord, our God, save us from his hand. That's the hand of Sennacherib. That all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, O Lord, are God alone. This kind of language has a desperate sound to it, save us. Hezekiah was a man with a heavy, burdened heart under immediate crisis, knowing there was no human escape. Save us from his hand, he said. Something else here. Notice it wasn't just personal safety or peace for himself or even peace for the nation. The phrase or petition, save us, is attached to a higher purpose. Look at verse 20, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone are God. Prayer is our reliance when we seek personal relief from trouble, but there needs to always be this higher purpose, that God be glorified and praised and honored by all men. So that's the passage. In 2 Kings 19, 14 through 19, the king's prayer when he was threatened by the letter from the king of Assyria. The next few verses in 2 Kings 19 tell the rest of the story that God heard Hezekiah's prayer and the prophet Isaiah told Hezekiah that Assyria would fall. Now, there are two follow-up passages about Hezekiah. I'll deal with that in the next recording. But at this point, 
I want to explore with you what we need to think about and learn from this incident in the king's life. First, let me expand on something I brought up earlier about prayer as our first response. I think this is so important. I want to frame this as a question. Is prayer your first response? I heard this story recently. We all have our cell phones, and sometimes we cannot control or silence them, and it happens from time to time, maybe in an assembly. In an assembly, we all think we have silenced our phones, and then there is an amber alert that sounds that alarm on all the telephones. Several phones go off, and we quickly try to mute that alert. Those alerts are often about a child abducted in danger. I heard about a preacher who was preaching. Several phones came on in the auditorium with that amber alert signal. The preacher stopped and led the church in a brief prayer for the child in crisis. And then he transitioned back into his sermon. That was his first response. I mentioned earlier, sometimes our first response to crisis is not our best response. We impulsively rely on some shallow reliance on a human scheme. I think how we respond to crisis really says something about who we are, our core character, our devotion, our priorities. Hezekiah, in this incident, helps us think about prayer as our first response to crisis. For God's people, prayer isn't something we do finally. It ought to be something we do immediately. In this way, we are all first responders. Also, I want us to consider that the king knew who he was talking to. The way he described God, the way he addressed God. Listen again, I'm at verse 15. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord, the God of Israel, enthroned above the cherubim, you are the God, you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. You know how hard it is to talk to someone you don't really know about a crisis you were in. There are various hotlines often publicized to get help by calling an 800 number. Suicide hotlines are domestic violence hotlines. I'm a veteran, and we are often informed of a variety of hotlines set up by the VA for veterans. I understand the need and appreciate people who man those phones. But one setback in that system is It isn't easy to take your problems to an anonymous operator, someone you don't really know. Hezekiah wasn't calling a hotline to speak to an anonymous counselor. He was taking his problem to the highest level, and his prayer reflects that he knew who he was talking to. I tell you, our knowledge of God is essential to effective prayer. As we read God's word and live out his word, as we become closer to Jesus Christ and meditate on the words given by the Holy Spirit, that knowledge and reverence 
and understanding contributes to how we pray, what we say, how we say it, and the sincerity and passion of our prayers. So I'm asking us, is prayer our first response, and do you really know who you're praying to? One more thing. Prayer is as essential as breathing. Prayer is as essential as breathing. Before a crisis, if there is no present threat or crisis, if we learn to pray before the storms come, we are better equipped to pray in the storm. I'll show you another case of King Hezekiah praying in the next recording. But for now, I want you to listen again to Hezekiah's prayer after he received that threatening letter. Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it, and Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord, the God of Israel, enthroned above the cherubim, you are the God, you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see, and hear the words of Sennacherib, which he has sent to mock the living God. Truly, O Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste the nations and their lands and have cast their gods into the fire, for they were not gods but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore they were destroyed. So now, O Lord our God, save us, please, from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, O Lord, are God alone. Is prayer your first response? Do you really know who you're praying to? I hope this study has helped you. It has helped me. And in the next recording, we'll talk more about another event, another episode in the life of King Hezekiah. Thank you for listening.